Hi everyone, happy October and welcome to How to College for First Gens, our podcast where we get together over some coffee and have real conversations about what it's like to be a first generation student before, during, and after college. If you're a new listener, our goal here is to democratize knowledge that we've gained along the way, learn a bit more about the first gen experience, and hopefully help others going through some of the challenges we've experienced by sharing lessons learned from fellow first gens. I am Luce, one of the podcast co-hosts and a first-generation student myself. Seeing as how Halloween is right around the corner, we'll be discussing the topic of seeking academic help, which for many of us can be pretty scary at first. First gens in particular may be unaware of the resources available to help them with their academic courses, may be unsure of how to find those resources, or simply may feel unsure about having to ask for help in general. As we've heard in previous episodes, asking for help is crucial for a better understanding and can be a key to success. So with that being said, let's hear about some of the challenges fellow first-gens have faced when it comes to seeking help and some of the tricks and tips that have helped them get that treat of overcoming those challenges. Our first guest today is Jennifer, a high school senior from Yes Prep Golfton. Jennifer, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Jennifer Hernandez. I'm currently a senior in high school. I go to Yes Prep Golfin and I am in first gen. I also do know that I do want to go to college and that I want to be a pediatrician. I do not know what college I want to go to, but I can't wait to get to that process right now during senior year and just figure my life out. Figuring out all of those things can definitely be a little challenging. So what kind of resources have you been able to use to figure those things out? Lately, we've all been in quarantine because of COVID. So it's been kind of hard to figure out what college I want to go to or how I'm going to do it, especially because of the college applications and having to do everything online seems very stressful. But I like to ask questions. I've reached out to my college counselors and I have asked, what is that what I need before I go to college? How can I get this? How can I get that? And trying to see which college will be best fit for me. How did you find out about some of these resources that you've been able to go to for that help? At first, I was a very shy person and I didn't really like asking for help. I was talking to one of my friends and I, I was explaining to her how I didn't know how to do anything. And she basically told me we have college counselors that are here to help us out. So when she told me that, that's when I realized, oh, maybe I should talk to my college counselor and try to figure out what I should do. Because if I don't know what I'm going to do, then I won't be able to progress in life. She told me, find out who your college counselor is. Try to talk to your college counselor. I would try to figure it all out by myself. So when she would tell me that, I was like, I don't know, should I ask for help? But then I came to the conclusion that if you don't ask for help, you're going to be lost and you're going to be confused. So I took it upon myself to just ask my college counselor. One day I just, I saw him on the hallways and I went up to him and I was like, hi, my name is Jennifer. And then I explained how I found out that he was my college counselor and I didn't know what to do. And ever since that day, I kind of created a bond and a relationship with my college counselor. And I think that helped out a lot because now that I am a senior and now that I already have that experience with him and have created that relationship it helps more now he knows my interests and he knows what I want to be so now he has a better idea of how to get me where I should be 
a lot of first gens had that similar feeling where either one, they don't know that they are allowed to ask for help, two, have no idea where even to start. And so do, do you feel like that was your issue too? And if so, how did you go about processing that, trying to make sure you were doing what you were supposed to be doing? I was the type of person to think that, oh, I don't need to ask for help. I'll just figure it out by myself. And there were times where I would think that way because, like you said, it's just somebody has that urge and they just feel like I can't ask for help because if I ask for help, I might look dumb to everybody else. Or if you're in class and then you see that the teacher says, does anybody have questions or does anybody need help? And you're just sitting there, but nobody raises their hand. I learned that even though nobody else raises their hand if you have a question most likely the question you have is a question somebody else has at first I didn't think that way because I thought that no I was hard-headed so I really believed that no that if I raised my hand I was gonna look dumb and everybody was gonna judge me and be like oh she didn't understand but that wasn't the case I tend to have a base where I do facial expressions and I had a teacher that would look at my face and she would know how I felt about something. So honestly, if it wasn't for that class, I probably would have still been shy to ask questions. But she told me one day, I always looked at your face. And I was like, what do you mean? Why do you look at my face? And she was like, you express everything through your facial features. Every time you didn't understand a question, you made a face. And then once you got the answer to the question and you understood what I was talking about, you made a face where you were relieved. And I was like, I didn't even notice I did that. She told me, yeah, I know you didn't notice because you never asked questions. But thankfully, because of your face, I was able to know what I had to reteach and it was true because a lot of the times I did have questions, but I didn't want to raise my hand because, again, I just didn't want to be the girl in class that didn't understand this or that. And so when she told me that, that told me that if I have a question, it's most likely that somebody else in the class has the same question and that the idea of not wanting to look dumb isn't just me, but it could be a thing for everybody else in the class, which is why most likely most of the time students don't raise their hands to ask for help or they don't say anything because they feel like they're going to look dumb. But the truth is that everybody has questions. So I think that's what helped me want to ask questions even more because I felt that, oh, if I ask this question, I'm helping them not having to raise their hand and not having to feel this way because I'm the one that's going to raise my hand. And if I can get the question answered, then they can get their question answered too. When I was in high school, when I didn't know how to ask for help, what I ended up doing, I would go to the teachers and be like, hey, can you review this with me? Because I don't think I fully understood it. So that was my first approach because for the same reason, you don't want to seem dumb when it seems like everybody else understood. And I also felt like I didn't want to hold the rest of the class back. So that was my approach. I would go the private route so that I, one, I would understand it myself. And like, two, I wouldn't hold anybody back. Yes, I completely understand. I can't really talk about people that are older than I am and like in college because I I don't know if they already realize this or if they haven't realized this yet. But I think it's nice to realize it now that I'm still in high school so I can go to college and not be afraid to ask these questions because I do feel that everybody right now, they all have that feeling that, oh, I'm going to look dumb or like you said, like I'm going to hold them back or the teacher 
sister might get frustrated with me and she's probably going to get tired of me asking so many questions. But in the end, the teacher got the job in order to help us out. And I feel like they appreciate the questions as well, because when we ask, it gets answered and it helps everybody else understand. Yeah, and I think that's a really good way of looking at it. The teachers are here to answer our questions and it's their job to do so. So it's your job as a student to ask those questions and get those answers. My next question is, you mentioned you were shy about it at first. Unfortunately, your teacher was able to look at your face. But what other strategies were you able to use maybe with other teachers to overcome shyness? In my case, being in school and being shy to ask questions, sometimes there were just breaking points where I really, I just couldn't understand a question. So because I couldn't understand the question, I had to ask a teacher and I would ask them and they would be like, it's fine. And usually a teacher gives you a pep talk and they tell you, look, it's fine. You just need to ask these questions because if you don't ask these questions, you're never going to understand. And so that helped me out as well, like in other classes to try and just ask the questions that I needed to ask even though I knew that I could have looked dumb or because it seemed so easy it seemed like everybody else got it and I'm the only one struggling I need to do that for myself because if I didn't do that for myself nobody else would so I took it upon myself to just ask one question and after they give us a pep talk they make you feel better because usually all teachers give you that little pep talk in the end after you ask the question and you tell them oh it's because I was afraid to ask or whenever I saw like a failing grade because I'm also the type of person where I don't like to fail in my classes. So whenever I saw that I was failing in a class or that I was getting close to a seat, I would go to the teacher and I would ask questions face to face one in one because I didn't like doing it around everybody else. And so that's what helped me out. Yeah, I think that's interesting that you mentioned failure because one of the reasons why people sometimes don't want to ask for help is that they feel like if they've asked for help, then that's where they failed because they feel like in order to be successful, they have to go through it alone and like figure things out. And if they've received too much help, then they failed at doing it. So I think it's important to flip that around and be like, no, I need to ask for help because otherwise then I will fail this class. And so it's important to recognize that early on. Exactly. You do have to have that mindset where it's like, if I don't do it, it's not going to help me out. And in the end, it's high school right now. So what if these people think you're dumb? It's okay, because in the future, you're not even going to know half of these people. So that helps to just be like, it's okay to look this way in front of people because I'm not their best friend. Even though, yes, I don't want to look this way in front of people, it's important to know that they're not going to be my best friends forever. Yeah, I really like that. That's a really good way of looking at it. Your path will take one way and like everybody else will go their own way. So just really focusing on yourself. That's what's important. You want to do what's best for you, not what's best for other people. So how do you think being a first gen affected your ability in regards to asking for help? I think these feelings are not just a first gen thing. It's an everybody thing. Everybody feels this way at some point in their life. And I feel that even though like I am a first gen, it's better to think of it that way. It's not just me. It's not just me. It's everybody feeling this way because that helps you get through it because it means, oh, just because I'm a first gen, I'm gonna feel like it's harder. No, um, it's just a label. Everybody else feels it. It's not just first gen. So again, because everybody else feels it, you feel that that reassurance that it's not just you. 
I think you've made a very key point as well here that asking for help is such a normal thing. Like people in general think that it's something extravagant or something that not everybody does. But I think it's important to flip it and look at it the way you're looking at it. That no, this is something everybody does or should do and that everybody, you know, deals with. This is not something that only like one particular group deals with. As a way to overcome maybe some of those initial fears of asking for help is, is to like normalize that, to recognize that it's something that everybody goes through so I think that's very key it's good to think about it that way like in the future you could think of adult when somebody gets their first job they don't know what they have to do they have to ask for help it helps a person when they have to think about everybody and not just yourself even though sometimes it could be hard because you know it's your life so you're thinking about you and you're thinking about what you're doing and about how you're gonna look but it's also helpful to just think about everybody because thinking about everybody makes you feel more comfortable around everybody else it makes you feel more comfortable to ask these questions and it makes you feel more comfortable to be yourself instead of trying to just be this perfect person where oh like I know everything and I'm not gonna look dumb the truth is that nobody's perfect and we are all gonna need help and we're all gonna have questions and because of that that's how everybody else is we all have questions and I think just thinking about it in this way it helps the person just want to ask questions and keep asking questions because because not only could it help you, but it could help somebody else. So what would be some of the tips you would offer to some students that maybe don't have that idea that asking questions is normal, that they think that, you know, everybody else already has the answers? Even though I was very shy when it came to asking questions, I am a very friendly person. And honestly, I had friends that were smarter than I was. Just having those friends that are smarter than I was was already beneficial. Because again, if I didn't understand something, I would mainly go to them and be like, can you help me with this? And if they understood it, they would tell me. But if they didn't understand it, that would make me feel 10 times better because they're really smart. But if they didn't understand it and I didn't understand it, then that means it was something hard that we were learning and now we can both ask together. Or sometimes like when I didn't want to ask these friends, because again, like, you know, sometimes we could have smart friends, but we don't want to ask these friends because we don't want them to be like, oh, she is kind of dumb or he is kind of dumb. In that case, I would just personally go to the teacher by myself knowing when the teacher was by herself or by himself. For example, I didn't know how to add or subtract with negatives. And this was junior year, which is kind of embarrassing, but it's okay because now I know. <laughs> so I felt really embarrassed to ask anybody because I felt like everybody else knew how to do this because it was something that was taught to us a long time ago. And I'm over here struggling with these little negative signs. And so I went up to my teacher one day. I'm not going to lie. He, he didn't really help out that much. But I felt like I needed to take it upon myself because it was junior year and I needed help on something so basic. So I ended up feeling very shy and insecure and I didn't want to tell nobody about it. But then everybody was talking about their pre-calc teacher and how he's so good at teaching. Keep in mind, he was not my teacher at all. I didn't know who he was. And one day I just went up to his class and I was like, hey, like, I heard you're a very good teacher. And I started to create like a relationship with the teacher. 
And so the topic came up and I was like, hey, I don't know how to add and subtract with negatives. And I was wondering if you could maybe help me because I'm struggling a lot. I was in detention when this happened and, and he was one of the teachers that was there. And so that's when I asked because that's when I realized if I don't ask for help, I'm never going to understand this. I'm going to go to college and not know how to add or subtract negatives. And I'm not going to lie to you. It took me a week to learn how to do it. And eventually on the last two days before I finally got it, explained it to me the way he explained it to me all the days prior that day I finally got it and I got so excited and then he gave me a packet full of like adding and subtracting with negatives so I go home not no I don't even go home I did it in lunch because I was so excited that I had learned it already and after lunch I go up to him and I'm, I did it and he was oh my god you learned and I was yes I did and we were so excited I was so excited that I finally learned it that was also a lesson for me to know I need to ask for help if I don't understand something or else I'm gonna go three years not knowing how to do it and when I do need it I'm not gonna know how to do it um, I thought that the best part of it all was that in the end I found out I wasn't the only one struggling with it. It wasn't just me struggling with it. There were other juniors that didn't understand it either. And then once you already have that knowledge and somebody else doesn't understand it and they're struggling and then they ask you for help and now you can teach them how to do something you feel so nice about it. You're like oh my god I didn't know how to do this a week ago and now you're gonna come here and ask me for it and now I know how to do it and I'm going to teach you and then you're going to learn and you can teach somebody else. It's amazing because you're spreading it around now that knowledge you can spread it all over and now everybody can know how to do something. Yeah, that's a really good story. I think it highlights a bunch of key points. One is that if you don't understand something, when you finally do understand it, it's such an amazing feeling and it's a reward in of itself. The other really important point I think you made, establishing those relationships, whether it's with like teachers or anyone that you can feel comfortable, you know, asking for help. In your case, I mean, you didn't even have that teacher as your personal teacher, but it's somebody you were able to establish a solid relationship with where you feel comfortable to ask that question with the whole COVID and everything going on and with classes having switched to virtual in most cases, did that impact your ability to ask for help? Because of this whole pandemic situation, it got harder to go to a teacher in person and just show them what you did and physically have them help you out because you would ask the teacher through the chats virtually and sometimes they wouldn't know what you would be talking about because they're not there with you. And sometimes it's hard for a student to explain it through a chat than to explain it in person where they can see it happening on the spot. But besides the whole not being able to fully understand something but being able to ask a teacher in private I think that not much changes because you're still learning but also all on the student because I do know some students that because it all changed to virtual they don't really think it's important anymore I do think it does have like a negative effect on certain people what would be your top three general advice that you would give other high school students about the best ways to ask for help First one would be put yourself in other people's shoes. Think about everybody else and not yourself, no matter how hard it is. Step two would be think about how you could help somebody else. If you have a question, like I said, most likely somebody else has the same question. And if you ask that question, you can help out the other person. And three, once you get help, you're going to feel that satisfaction of knowing how to do something. And just feeling that satisfaction is going to make you feel 10 times better than what you already feel. Because when you don't know something, you feel 
feel lost and you feel confused but when you do know something you feel accomplishment and you just feel very happy that you did it by yourself and you finally learned something it could be challenging to ask for help but in the end having that end goal in mind having that mentality of everybody's going through this this is something you just have to get through to be the best version of yourself and so that you can achieve your goals later on it's important to put that into perspective so thanks again for joining us today on our podcast and we wish you the best in your school year Up next, we have Kivana, a freshman college student at the University of Houston. So Kivana, why don't you go ahead and start off by introducing yourself to our listeners. Hello, my name is Kivana Wen. I am currently 18 years old. Both of my parents are immigrants with no college experience, thus making me a first-gen student. Whoop, whoop. I love roller skating. I'm into fashion. I love music and I'm really into acting. As far as my major, I'm undecided right now, but I'm might go into entrepreneurship and I am currently a freshman at UH main campus. Diving into the topic, how do you generally feel about asking for help? I am a shy person if I don't know you. So it's pretty difficult for me to put myself out there and ask for help or ask someone if I need anything. But I feel like as time has passed by, I've gotten used to it in a sense. Like it's become normalized for me. And even if I'm still shy, it's not as bad as how it used to be where if I was confused in anything, I would like just stay silent and suffer alone. But now I feel like I can ask for help. Going back to your time in high school. So what kind of academic help did you used to seek while you were in high school? And and what was that experience like? If I was struggling with something, I'd definitely attend tutorials. And if I was confused and I couldn't attend tutorials, I'd contact the teachers outside of the classroom through the email. And I'd always attend review sessions before any exams just to refresh my mind. Do you remember what the first time you had to ask for help or the first time you felt like it was a major thing to ask for help and what that felt like? I was definitely intimidated in a way. I think the first time I had to ask for help, I think I went with my friend because it just comforted me not to go alone to ask for help. But it was definitely difficult. I just felt vulnerable. I didn't want the teacher to think that I wasn't trying in class, which is why I was reaching out. I think a lot of students asking for help makes them feel in that vulnerable state. Sometimes they'll do some things to help minimize that going with, with a friend. I know I did that a lot in college. So what do you think makes you personally sometimes a little hesitant to ask for help or or scared in high school it was definitely not wanting other people to see me ask for help in a way being afraid what what they might think oh like she needs help i don't know i didn't want to feel superior in a way i feel most people think that getting help makes them seem that they're not as smart as people that don't ask for help For a lot of people, they gauge whether or not they've been successful by measuring the amount of help they've asked. So if they were able to do it by themselves, wow, you know, they did it. They're such a champ. And then if they did ask for help along the way, they they have this feeling that they weren't able to do it alone. It's like shunned down that if you ask for help, you're sort of like weaker than someone who doesn't ask for help. That doesn't make sense to me. Asking for help shouldn't be seen as, as something bad or something to be embarrassed about. 
for whatever reason, society has made it seem like it's not a normal thing. And so everyone is like having these thoughts, but everyone is needing help. So we just needed like a way to normalize asking for help is actually what's, you know, helping you feel like you were successful. Ask for help when you needed it and you were able to achieve that goal. So just reframing that mindset can make a big difference. Especially with the young people now, it, to normalize that would help them so much because I feel like obviously not every young person, but a lot of the times young people are afraid of what their peers might think of them. So if asking for help is normalized, it would just be a relief for them. Switching back to now that you are in college, do you feel asking for help has changed? Are you as comfortable with asking for help as you had gotten to in high school? How had that experience of transitioning from high school to college affected how you've asked for help? I got a lot of help in high school and it, just by me pushing myself, rarely had any teachers come up to me and be like, oh, do you need help? Mostly me putting myself in that situation of where I would receive the help that I needed. So I feel like that really set me up for success in college because it got me used to reaching out and not being afraid to ask any questions. For me, it's more normalized, which I'm thankful for my high school self because if I hadn't asked for help in high school, school, I would not be comfortable asking professors or going to writing centers or tutors or anything. So who have been or what have been your resources or your go-tos when you do need help? A big one, I'd say the teachers. I'd try to ask my mom and she's not from here. So the way that they taught in her country was completely different. So she'd look at the math question and girl, like, I have no idea. So then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to ask one of my teachers. And I'd feel so shy. But once I'd ask, I'd go, oh, this wasn't bad. I actually learned a lot just by asking this one little question. And if it wasn't the teacher that I was asking I'd ask friends or we live in 2020 the technology is great so you can literally search up anything and you'll find a video or some website that might help you yeah that's so true that you mentioned that because I think now that we have the internet it sort of makes maybe that initial step of just trying to get like a general understanding of a topic a little bit easier because you can at least search that up on google and if you still have maybe some doubts or questions about more particulars then it might be easier to go to to like a teacher or, or a, a friend and be like, can you explain like this particular you know topic or something and then online, you don't have to speak to anyone. So, you know, you don't have to have that fear of what do they think of me. It's just you searching something up and you're getting help. Have you ever had the experience where maybe someone you did go to either didn't actually end up providing any help or maybe ended up providing too much help that you ended up not being able to get what you needed to out of doing an assignment? Yeah, I definitely recall some some of the tutorials I'd go to. I'd ask some questions and they'd, so do you understand now? And I'd just nod my head like, yeah. But I'd be completely lost, if not more than I was before. It was so bad. But see, even in that situation, I was asking for help. I was still scared to say no, that I was still not getting it. And yeah, so... If I just stay confused, I'd either just suffer in silence and get it wrong or I'd ask a friend later and like compare answers and see if they could teach me a different way. I think unfortunately sometimes some people that we do go for help may not be that helpful and so that kind of compounds a fear or you know hesitation with asking for help the next time because you're like, okay well you know I asked this person and they weren't really helpful so I'm not gonna put myself out there as hard as that was already. 
Yeah, like it didn't work the first time. So why would it work the second time? So I think that's where finding these useful resources or useful go-tos or identifying the right places to ask for help really becomes key. And so I know in college, at least for me, that was, you know, depending on the professor, it was the professor themselves or a lot of classes will have teacher assistants, you know, TAs that will hold their own like help sessions. And so I used to use those a lot because it was easier sometimes to go to a student that was, you know, being the TA that felt more like a peer than you know, maybe going straight to the teacher. Yeah, I definitely get that because for like my math courses that I took in high school, I would understand how one certain teacher would explain it. And I would get so confused if I was taught by this other teacher. And it was the same exact topic, the same question. It was just how they taught it that fit my sense of learning. I think that's kind of key with asking for help or getting more comfortable with asking for help that it, it might not work the same way for like every class. You kind of have to adapt like who you ask for help or how you ask for help to fit with what your available resources are for a particular class. So strategies or plans have you been able to use to help you overcome some of the challenges with asking for help? Honestly, just putting myself out there, you know, it's my grade and it's only going to get better if I like put effort into it and try. And if I just don't ask for help and I stay confused, then it's my own grade that will be suffering. It won't affect my professor or peers at all. And so I have to take into account that I have to be responsible and I might not like putting myself out there, but if I want to do better uh, or actually understand something better, then... I have to reach out for help. Yeah, I think that's kind of what in the end makes it okay for people to ask for help. They realize that if they don't, like you said, they're the only ones being affected, not anybody else. If at the end of the day, it's all up to you. Yeah. And then how we were talking about how if if it makes you even more confused or if asking for that help didn't actually help you, it, it's still beneficial to you because you're kind of getting better at your communication skills. You're getting used to reaching out for help. Even if in that certain situation it didn't, you're, you're still getting used to asking for help. It's actually a really good point that you bring up that in asking for help, we do, you know, start developing these other skills. You can kind of tie that in with public speaking. And I mean, these are skills that are going to be helpful, like any time in your life. Literally, it won't hurt to, to ask for help. Like, I don't think it can hurt at all. So some of the other tips that I've heard from other people as well that have helped in them like overcoming some of that initial hesitation is sometimes it's about reframing the request. So sometimes when people ask for help, they feel, you know, now they owe somebody for them, you know, providing the, that help. But instead of looking at it as a request, you can sort of reframe it into like a conversation instead, instead of more of a transaction. And sometimes that can help making like both of you are equal and you're both trying to understand something. Yeah, that's actually a good one. I hadn't thought about that. So if you ask your friend, it's not it's not about like seeing them as oh they're they're helping me, they're superior. But it's it's not even about that that you owe them something after they help you. Like what was the saying? It's like if you truly know something, explain it to like, your grandma. So they're helping you, but you're also helping them understand it better. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes when you're the one explaining something, after explaining it, at least I've had this experience before you're like oh my gosh that like makes more sense now as i'm explaining it to you it's definitely like a win-win thing and i think especially when you're maybe a little bit scared of asking other people in your class for that help seeing it that way can definitely help 
Like you guys are both getting help in a way. Is there any other tips or advice that you can offer other students that have had difficulty seeking help? Just not being afraid to reaching out for help because like I said, it's benefiting you in the long run. It cannot hurt you at all. It'll help your grade. It'll make you think differently. It'll help with your communication skills or speaking in public. I know that one can be really tough for some people. Even for me, oh, speaking in public is so hard. But it's okay if you need extra help. Like it doesn't mean that you're less smarter than other peers. It'll just it'll be good to get extra practice. I mean, sometimes I'm not gonna lie, I'd attend tutorials even when I didn't need it, just because I wanted extra practice and further explanation and just to understand the subject better. I think that's important. Just getting used to asking questions. Maybe just starting off by asking a question about something that you know pretty well that maybe just need like a little bit of clarification that way. No, maybe it's not as scary that way. Or asking a friend if, if that's a little less intimidating or asking a friend to go with you to ask a teacher or TAs or whoever it is. Or like if you don't want to ask in person, you can just email a teacher. I'd email a lot of my teachers. They could be like the simplest questions. Just like to hear from the teachers, it was more comforting, I guess. Just because they're like the adults, so I oh they know better. So asking a friend wouldn't hurt either. But yeah, you wouldn't have to be doing it in person. You could just email them. Especially like nowadays where email is it's so prevalent that if you are afraid of those public speaking things that come with asking for help in class doing it by, by email. You can take your time putting the email together, writing it out, spell checking it and all those things. Or if you don't want to ask a teacher or your friend for help, then you can ask family members, like if you have siblings that already took the class or cousins. I know for me, one awful thing that at first made it a little bit more scary was that some of my classes were these big classes, like 100 plus students. And so I would be afraid to go to the teacher because, I mean, I'm practically a stranger today. I'm like, they don't know who I am. But then when I finally did get the courage to go in and ask them and as I got more comfortable asking them then they started knowing me in class and so it, it was sort of nice to be able to build that relationship with the teacher so that one I can more easily ask for help down the line and two they're just a helpful resource to have if I needed like a recommendation letter from a teacher or something that's actually the big one because that's their job they love when when students ask them questions yeah and then you get closer to them as you keep asking questions they recognize you more and it's making connections and long-lasting relationships sometimes and it's awesome because you said you they you could even ask them for a letter of recommendation and it'll be a good one because you reached out to them a lot and asked a lot of questions yeah, because one, you're showing initiative. Two, they know you as a person and can definitely vouch for you. So asking for help goes beyond just understanding the material at hand. It helps with that building relationship with your networking and just all these other extra skills that are useful in the long run. I feel like when people think of asking for help, they just see it as, oh no, like I have to ask someone for help. But they don't see how beneficial that, that one question could be to them. Like asking for help and reaching out, it has so many benefits to it. It's crazy. Some people will show up to the professor office hours or the, the TA sessions just to build that relationship. And, and maybe they had like a little question here and there, but they just want to be there to like get to know the teachers, establish those relationships. It 
because at the end of the day for them it wasn't about just getting an answer for this question it was about much more than that and so sometimes maybe that's where it might be easier to, to start to get comfortable with that going to these tutorials or these PA sessions where you you do know it and you just you know want to be present and want to dot your eyes so that you get that experience of what it's like to be going to those sessions so that when you have more serious questions it becomes more of a natural process for you or something that you're at least more comfortable with yeah if you go to a big school you might meet people in those tutorial sessions or you could even make study groups with people that you see at those tutorials that's a really good point because then you have a study group that you can maybe start with that can also be part of your resources or, or group of, of people that you go to for help so you know building that group of helpers is very helpful and you'll feel more comfortable with them since they're students and you guys might become close. So it wouldn't be as intimidating to ask them questions. And another resource I think that a lot of people often forget or just are unaware of at their colleges is, you know, the Office of like Academic Advising or whatever it may be called. Like there's people that can help you find help. Like they might not be the person that can answer your calculus question, but they can help you find those resources or those additional resources where you could find those answers. Yeah, there's a lot of centers. I mean, you could just look it up online too. If you go to a big school or a university, you can just look up like, are there writing centers or where are tutoring sessions or any sort of that. And I'm not too sure if this exists, but do you know if you can like get help on the internet? I know there's forums where people sometimes just post questions and just goes off into the internet and people answer them. So there's definitely a lot of places where people can find help. Yeah, like Reddit, you can just post a question and so many people will answer it. And there's just a variety of ways you can ask questions where it, you don't have to be face to face. Has going virtually or has the pandemic impacted your ability to ask for help? And if so, like how have you been able to adjust? At least for me, it's made everything much easier. Not virtual classes, because I would definitely prefer in-person classes over virtual classes. But for asking help, it's definitely made it much easier because if I need to ask a question, I don't have to put my camera. Or I could just type it in the, in the chat. And I feel like it's much easier than being in class and having to raise your hand in front of everyone. And At least for me. I think maybe it's a little bit of that anonymity helps because it gets rid of the, the public speaking fear that could be associated with asking for help. So do you have any final lessons learned about asking for help that, that you'd want to share with other students? Once again, asking for help is not something to be afraid of. And if you are afraid of it, then there's a variety of ways you can ask for help. Like I said, it, it doesn't have to be face-to-face. -face. It's 2020. We can do anything with technology emails or texting your friends you don't have to ask them in person but you know in the long run asking for help is gonna help with so many skills communication skills public speaking you can even build on leadership skills if you're like asking questions for a friend or you're tutoring or something 
And if you're going to these sessions, you could even meet new people and make new friends and make connections with your teachers. And there's just so many ways that asking for help can benefit you. And I feel like talking about it has made me more confident just because I'm saying out loud all these different ways it can help. And I feel more confident in asking more questions. Just talking about it helps you, one, realize how helpful asking for help is. And and two, that everyone is definitely going through this so it it should be something that is normalized because if you have that question odds are that somebody else probably also has that question honestly i used to hate it when teachers would say that there's no dumb questions odds are that someone else in the class has the same question but a lot of the times that i've noticed whenever i have a question and i don't ask someone asks the question i had so you're not the only one that has that question i had the experience before too when i did ask a question later on somebody came up and was thanking me it makes you feel kind of nice and important like, oh i did something good yeah, yeah it does Our final guest today is Derek, a college grad from Texas A&M University and a current software engineer with Boeing and NASA. Derek, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves to our audience? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm a first-gen college graduate from Houston, Texas, but my parents are actually from a small southeastern Asian country called Laos, and they refuged to the U.S. when they were kids. They eventually ended up meeting here in Houston, where they had my two older sisters and me. Uh, both of my parents attended technical schools, where my dad received his degree in airline mechanics, and my mom received her tech degree in pharmacy tech. They really pushed my sisters and me to do well in school and to receive her college degree so that we could live a great life. And uh, growing up, I attended MacArthur High School, and I knew pretty much right off the bat that I wanted to be an engineer and that's what I wanted to study in college. I wanted to take as many classes as I could to help prepare for those degree programs. That involved a lot of focus on math and science. I graduated in 2013 and attended Texas A&M University where I studied electrical engineering and during my time in college I was fortunate enough to participate in research and have an internship opportunity which really helped me prepare for the real world and I was able to graduate in 2017 with my bachelor's in electrical engineering with a minor in mathematics and currently I'm working as a a software engineer for Boeing and NASA here in Houston. I'm part of the International Space Station Lab Operations Team, where we help design and develop software tools to support and sustain the space station. Additionally, in my free time, I like to do some photography, and I'm currently working up on starting a business from it. So I'm looking forward to what's coming up next. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the help that you saw while you were in high school and in college and what those experiences were like? I guess the experience of seeking help in high school and college was pretty different for me. So in high school, I think I was pretty naive. You know, academically, I was a really good student, or at least I thought it was. So I didn't seek help as much as I really should have. But that was a lesson that I quickly learned later in college. And so coming from a low income community in school, I think that first gen students are at a bit of a disadvantage because generally there's a lack of access to college readiness programs and mentors who have been in their shoes. Even so, I don't think we should use that as an excuse to hinder us from achieving our goals because we're still individually responsible for pushing ourselves and taking the initiative to be who we want to be. And fortunately, I was lucky enough to have teachers and counselors that took the initiative to help students prepare for college. You know, they helped us with 
study methods, time management, filling out college applications and scholarships. Actually, I had a teacher that helped me with financial aid. When I was initially accepted into Texas A&M, I didn't receive much aid, which made me hesitant about being able to attend the school. And I think that's a big challenge that a lot of people face, you know, the financial part of college. But she recommended that I write an appeal to the university board. And so I wrote about being a first generation college student and how much of an opportunity it would be for me to attend Texas A&M. And so the school got back to me with an additional scholarship that helped me cover more of my tuition. And because of my teacher's persistence and dedication to help, I was able to attend this college. And that's something that I'll never forget. Yeah, in high school, it was more of just, I didn't actively seek help, but the help was there for me if I ever needed it. But college, that was a little different. And going in, I thought I was really well prepared. My first semester in college, I took this class called Physics, Electricity and Magnetism. And in that university, it was probably deemed one of the hardest classes offered. And I carried some of the bad habits that I had from uh, high school because I was doing really well, where I didn't really study as much. And I thought that I'd be okay. But that actually later came and bit me in the butt pretty bad. Um, I failed that class and I was placed on academic probation. But now that I think about it, it was a good learning experience. It was a reality check that I really, really needed. And it was the first time in my life where I thought I needed help. But it was a little hard to admit because, you know, I I think everybody can share this or relate to this, but you want to tell yourself that you can do things on your own or you're strong enough and smart enough to take care of the business that you have. But I really had to let that mentality go. So as far as seeking academic help, I started studying more in groups. I started attending tutoring services and speaking to my professors more during their office hours to see what I can do to not only improve my grades, but to improve the understanding of the material. So I think that the difference between my experiences in college and high school are that I was more active and open to seeking help in while I was at university. But one thing I think that's a little undermined or understated is that on top of academic help, I think it's important for us to pay attention to ourselves, our well-beings, and to be able to take care of ourselves. You know, support from our friends and family go a long way. And I know whenever I failed that physics class, I was in a pretty depressed place. And, you know, it was really hard for me to to think about what I wanted to do because the expectations for myself and my peers were weighing down. So after speaking with my friends and family, they really helped me pick myself back up and move on and to take that failure as a learning experience to improve myself. I can definitely relate to all of that. And I think for me, the difference between high school and college was the adjustment. Because as you mentioned, when you come from maybe like a low income high school, and then you go into a pretty competitive university, the difference in academic rigor might be so, so big that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know like, what I'm doing. Like It's just a, a huge adjustment. And I think that's where a lot of people forget that there's all these resources around to help you out. What did you feel was holding you back from asking for help in that physics class? If you were seeing that your grades were starting in the slip and you ultimately ended up failing the class, what do you think held you back from taking action sooner so that you wouldn't have gotten to that point? I think there are a couple things. First off, one of the challenges that I faced in asking for help or seeking help is just overcoming my pride and ego. Like I mentioned, there are times when I feel like I want to be able to do things on my own. I tell myself that I'm strong enough and smart enough. It's my pride and ego that's keeping me from going and asking for help when I need it because I didn't want to feel incompetent whenever I needed that help. And I don't think that's a feeling that anybody wants to feel. So I think that was one of the challenges that I face as far as asking for help. And the second, I think, is just the overall fear of failure, the the expectation that you have for yourself and, you know, that your family and friends give to you, it's a lot to put on your shoulders. And so you don't want to let anybody know that you need that help because for me, really, it's like a sign of weakness. And that's how I feel. But I think that transitioning and going through that experience of failing really opened up the ability for me to ask for help and get over that feeling of failure or pride and ego. 
that's been kind of a recurring theme with all of our guests on this particular episode that asking for help sometimes it feels that if you do ask for help it's admitting that you failed we put this pressure on us that we have figured things out on ourselves and I think that's the issue I think as we normalize having to ask for help then that's a way that we can diminish that but I saw that in my personal experience when I would ask for help there was plenty of other people that also were asking for help or when I went to teacher office hours or TA sessions there was plenty other people there too so there's definitely tons of people asking for help but somehow like in our society we've put that idea that if, if we're asking for help we're doing something wrong which is unfortunate right reality is you're never alone you know there's other people who are in your shoes or have gone through what you're going through or what i'm going through and this is something that we have to learn to get over because of your experience in college a fail a class and then picking yourself up from that how do you think that has prepared you for asking for help beyond college now that you're in the workforce i think that transitioning from my educational journey or background to the workplace has changed pretty drastic. When you're in school, you're a little more reliant on yourself and it's more individual where you are solely responsible for your grades. Yeah, you can get help from your friends or your teachers, but in the end, you're, it's your responsibility to make sure that you're doing well. Whereas in the workplace, it's not just by yourself. Usually you're working on a team. And I think that's what's that's important as far as growing, being able to progress your ability to ask for help. And when you're working on a team, not only are you dependent on yourself, you're dependent on your teammates and your teammates are also dependent on you. We're living in a world where we're socializing and communicating with each other every day. And so I think it's okay to ask for help because a lot of people want to be able to see their team succeed. And yeah, that's something that I've also noticed my workplace that I've seen much higher up asking for help on something that they're not the quote unquote expert on. So just being able to see other people that you look up to the, the smart person and seeing them ask for help really makes you think, wow, like if they're asking for help, then it's totally okay for me to also ask for help. That's what helped me when I first started, at least. So when I graduated, I was recruited by uh, Boeing and NASA, coming in as one of the youngest engineers on the team, whereas everybody else on my team had at least 20 to 25 years of experience. And so that was a little intimidating because everybody has all this experience and wisdom from over the years that they've worked, where you're coming in with maybe little to no experience. And so it's a little intimidating to have to ask for help and stuff. But since you're on a team, the success of your team relies on everybody. And so I thought it was really cool because everybody there was so welcoming and so open and it made it really easy for me to communicate with them and I think that was that was really cool definitely looking at it as a team effort definitely helps it's about doing what's best for the greater good and I think for me also with working in teams you kind of see who is the best one at explaining certain topics who knows the most about this topic or that topic that you get to build your team of helpers so what kind of resources have you been able to use or were you able to use throughout your journey in finding that help so I know we mentioned at your job seeking out your co-workers for help but how does that compare to when you were in college and when you were in high school in high school and college you know my teachers and counselors and other adult figures were there as our resources they gave personal advice regarding mine and my classmates situations and tried to set us up for success and that was preparing for college applying for scholarships and helping us with testing and stuff like that they've been in our shoes they know how to be prepared for those things and so I think they're an important resources as far as asking questions and asking for help but also, I think that when I was in college, I had to find a bunch of material to help me study for my classes and my tests. And so one thing that I found along the way was that some universities offer free online
online courses like MIT uh, OpenCourseWare, for example. I studied electrical engineering and where I was focusing more on the hardware and physical side of projects. Whereas now in the workforce, I'm transitioning more into software and writing programs. And for example, MIT has a course for introduction to programming and even for more advanced courses. And these are free resources that we can use. And so it doesn't just help you in college or high school. It helps you in the real world. One other resource that I've come aware of are public libraries. They're a great place to seek information for free and they have access to electronic resources like lynda.com. Lynda is an online database that offers instructional courses to learn different skills such as like project management, computer literacy, and so on. And funny enough, I learned about public libraries or just how valuable they are recently. My girlfriend, she works at the Houston Public Library and she made me sign up for a library card. And after I had that library card, she showed me the resources that I could use to help improve and learn new skills and things like that. People might not think of that kind of thing as resources that they can use, but it's so easy to take advantage of. Signing up for a library card takes five minutes and you have instant access to all those resources. I actually used the MIT stuff as well when I was going through college and actually heard about that one through a friend of mine. So finding those resources also came from just talking to other people. Like you mentioned, your girlfriend told you about how valuable the public library is. But yeah, reaching out to other people where they're getting their resources, especially for other people that may not be first and may have a wide set of resources already readily available to them. To add on top of that, I think that kind of relates to networking. And I think networking is a powerful tool in itself. You know, you can create new relationships and that can eventually lead to, you know, maybe being able to help each other out. You can show your resources to others or they can show their resources to you. You can write recommendations for jobs or educational programs. And they're just someone to connect with. And it's an extra person that you have to communicate with and speak with if you ever need any help. Definitely. And I know for me, when I was forming those study groups, the people that I would see asking for help in the study sessions, those ultimately became like my friends we put together a study group and they're friends that I still talk to to this day so yeah definitely agree with asking for help goes beyond just the immediate figuring a problem out it's that broader networking and additional resources that come with with networking so what were some of the strategies that you were able to use to help you overcome some of the challenges with asking for help when you were first looking for help Firstly, I like to identify, you know, what my goals are. What do I want to accomplish or what do I want to do or who do I want to be? And from there, I kind of start with what I already know. I write down things that I'm aware of, skills that I can use to contribute towards these goals and so on. I just get everything that I have with me already. And I ask myself, what steps do I need to take to accomplish this goal? What are the things that I need to learn? What are resources that I need to help me get there? And so I create a plan and work through obstacles one step at a time. But I think that it's important to sometimes some of these goals or tasks can be so large you know, whether they're short term or long term, that it can be pretty stressful. So sometimes that involves walking away and taking a break whenever you're stressed and doing doing something different to take your mind and clear your mind. What I like to do is go do some photography, play some video game or watch TV or anything like that. And once I come back with a clear mind and I'm still stuck on an issue, I kind of remind myself that everybody needs help at some point. Not every, everyone in the world doesn't know every answer to every single question. And so I find someone that I can rely on to help me with these problems, whether it's by network or friends and family or whoever, you know, someone that can help you. And uh, you solve those problems one by one and move on until you reach your goals. And <laughs> that's that sounds a little simple or outlined like an engineer, but I guess that's just me speaking. I used those steps whenever I was, I was doing my senior college project. I was working on a team where we were building it an automatic guitar tuner and where it uses computers and motors to rotate guitar pegs until the strings are tuned. And that was an idea where where we started from scratch and it was just an idea or a concept and it eventually turned into 
a physical object that we demoed and it involved a lot of research. Each portion was divided between each of the teammates and it lets you work on your tasks individually. But eventually, since you're on a team building one project, your portions come together and you're dependent on each other. There's some information or questions that I'll have for my teammates and vice versa. And so it was important that we needed to be able to communicate and talk together and work together so that we can accomplish and complete this project. That's kind of where I developed my strategies to overcome some of these challenges of asking for help. That's a really great strategy. And just asking for help is it's a continuous thing. It's something that you you keep doing through each of these phases and you continue on. Get, you, you just never stop because there's always more to learn. There's always more people that you can learn from and I think that's important to like keep in mind and I think it's also pretty important to know that sometimes things don't work out the first time for sure definitely something I learned as an engineer that usually nothing works the first time <laughs> but uh, we just got to keep trying and trying again and it's just something to learn from and help you grow as a person and a lot of the failures that I've had it's helped me pick myself back up when things don't go my way to try again harder what are some tips or some advice that you can offer other students or people in the workforce that, you know, may be having that difficulty seeking help? You know, kind of related to that, I think that some people, myself included, are, can be introverted. We have problems speaking to people or uh, kind of opening ourselves up. So I think in the age of information that we're in, there's tons of online resources such as, uh, you know, podcasts or YouTube videos or articles that we can just kind of read. This doesn't really relate to seeking help, but I think that we should all become informed on financial literacy, especially as a first-generation low-income student, we don't really have the resources to teach students these kinds of things. And that's something that we're going to carry for the rest of our lives. That involves personal finance, managing debt and student loans, uh, saving money, buying a house, and you know, just preparing for retirement. So one tip or resource that I have is to actually take a look at an additional podcast called Choose FI, where FI stands for financial independence. And each episode brings in different tips about how to live a life that you want to live without having to worry about money or stress and to build a life that you're happy with and that you want to live. Also, one tip that I have that I think is very useful is just being able to focus on yourself and your personal growth. Social media is all over the place these days. And everybody likes to post about the successes that they've had. So when you compare yourself to others, you're looking at everybody's successes compared to yourself. And you think about all the struggles and the situations that you're in. And it can be a little overwhelming, but it's important to keep in mind that it's easier to share your, say, your victories or your successes than it is to share your failures. We all have our own timelines and we go at our own place to be happy and be where we want to be. Definitely very well put. And when I started reading biographies of these really great people that like talk about all these failures that they had and you're like, wow, they can fail. So can I like that's totally okay. I had an experience that was pretty eye opening where it kind of made me think about the difficulty in asking for help. And in that journey in college, I had an experience where my friend had a health issue and he had to take medication for for high blood pressure. And that was something that I could relate to because I also had to take medication for high blood pressure. And being so young, it can be so overwhelming thinking about, you know, medication and health issues. And so the fact that he was able to tell me something very personal was actually kind of wholesome to me because when you think about things like that, asking for academic help or things in school or work, it, it's kind of trivial, you know, like it made it a lot easier for me personally to ask for help whenever, you know, there's there's larger things in life basically reframing situation that you're in that you know just asking for help or just going up to somebody and asking them for help is nothing compared to all the other things that can be going on is there, is there anything else that you want to mention that you just want to make sure like the listeners know 
everybody's experiences are going to be a little different. So me and anyone else who comes on this podcast or any podcast, it's just, you know, that's our own personal experiences. So I think that listeners need to, or anybody who listens to these podcasts kind of just take our advice with a grain of salt and focus on themselves and be open to experiencing new things because everybody's lives are different. I think that it's important to just keep an open mind. I think part of the reason why it may be difficult to ask for help is that people feel vulnerable to do so and feeling vulnerable is not a very comfortable feeling but by keeping like an open mind and just thinking about yourself and how you better yourself um, maybe that's one way to help overcome that fear of vulnerability that's all I have for today thank you very much for being on the podcast with us today Derek we definitely appreciate your insights Thank you and thank everybody at Out of College for having me and actually just setting up this podcast. As we've heard from each of our guests, needing to ask for help is extremely common and a normal part of learning and mastering a new material. Although we may sometimes feel hesitation or fear with first asking for help, there are several tactics that have helped us overcome those challenges and get better at asking for help. In today's episode, we heard from high schooler Jennifer, who by reframing her view on asking questions, got better at it and also learned that with the answers to her questions came a great deal of satisfaction and understanding. Then we heard from college student Kivana, who has realized that asking questions comes with so many more added benefits and new skills that has helped increase her confidence in taking initiative. Finally, we heard from Derek, whose experience with failing a class taught him how important it was to ask for help and helped him develop a strategy to approach problems both as an individual and as part of a team. Asking for help is a continuous act that transcends the classroom, and the more we practice doing it, the more comfortable it will become and will help us in the long run. Thanks again to our speakers, and thank you for tuning in today on How to College for First Gens. As always, you can find us online at howtocollegefirstgen.org if you have any questions or feedback as one to hear what you think, what you're struggling with, and how we can help. If you prefer to reach us on social media, you can find us at How to College First Gen on Instagram and Facebook and HTC First Gen on Twitter. Remember, you are not alone in this journey. Until next time. <laughs>